Welcome to Look Who's Talking, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 116, Bills and Pats 3, Super Wildcard Weekend. Dallas, San Fran, a little blast from the past, Super Bowl MVP futures, and the timeout that saved Vegas. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome to Look Who's Talking NFL, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening all over the world. Ni hao, privyet, hola, bonjour, guten tag, ciao, and wanagam, which is Sri Lankan, and a whole bunch of other languages that you probably haven't heard today. And that's the the, fir- the first of many firsts that you'll hear on the best goddamn sports gambling NFL show you'll hear all week. You've heard everything that from the last um, week of the season. We won't touch on that too much. <laughs> Something happened down in Duval, the Colts bunch booked a bunch of tea times and didn't show up for the football game. Uh, cost some people some tickets. What are you going to do? Georgia, Bama, a couple nights ago now for you listening, quite the game, especially the second half. Uh, Kirby Smart can jump, get that guy in high jump. It was the day of the dogs, man. It was bound to happen. Uh, you can't just bet on Bama blindly for all of your life and just think they'll never lose. I mean, good God, man. Georgia was bound to pull one of these out. And up against the young Bama team, your two co-hosts here saw it coming. All episode, all 100, 116 episodes brought to you by Huck Media and the wonderful people down at HuckMedia.ca. Thank you to everyone who played along uh, with our team LTD and bet openly point spread contests. Our three, our top three podium finishers were Mike Mattisbacker, Mark Robinson, and Mike Morrison. Uh, Mark Robinson and Mike Morrison both missed a week. Uh, but their handicap was strong and still got the top three win totals. Uh, congratulations. You'll be getting some sweet prize gift cards from Team LTD. Send me your email if you haven't already. I think y'all have. Thanks to everyone who's, who's been playing. And we got a sweet playoff contest coming up with Storyteller Beer to get free beer for a year. If you can p- pick the best during this playoffs, both, both over-unders as well as the spreads for basically the entire playoffs. We'll explain the rules in a little bit. Uh, pretty self-explanatory. You got to make an account on officefootballpools.com and on our Instagram this week, we'll post the password and whatnot to get in. It's a free contest. Thank you, Storyteller. You guys are awesome. Woo! Uh, so, hey, 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 how did, uh, how did Storyteller feel about uh, the first edition being the rat races? It was a little risque <laughs> beginning, a little risque start to the friendship and the business relationship. No, yeah, okay he loves it. He, he loves it, man. He's the guy's the guy's a, he's a gambler, you know, fan of the show. Um, he listens to a show. I listen to Pat Kerwin as well. Uh, you know, on Sirius NFL Radio, moving the chains. The guy's fucking the ultimate great, football. Great name for a show. Great name for a show. I know, I know. You should hear their voices. It's like the NFL films guy do a show. It's it's awesome. Move the and chains. Like Tim Allen would would be impressed with their manliness. They'd be like, oh. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> he had a great idea to, to bet the Titans to bet Huck's Titans futures before last week. Figuring because he's got a big he's got a big future on the Bills as I do, and he's thinking like, okay, with a bye week, you know, if they get the win, who knows they could be facing? But I could have Bills and Titans facing off in the AFC. I kind of talked him out of it because I feel I, my overachieving first round buy first round. First overall thing with Packers and Titans kind of overachieving bad divisions. And he wasn't happy with that because it would have been a good hedge. <laughs> Hockey Titans almost blew it. Those Texans were, were not ready to die. 
they were a little close for comfort, but they they pulled it out all the same. Hey, Davis Mills for local town council. Let me tell you. Guy might have been the best rookie quarterback of the year. How about that? I agree. I agree. Davis Mills, Stanford kid, really long neck, still looking for the Great Valley. <laughs> it's a land before time joke. If anybody I'm going to put mind. your uh, Titan feet to the fire later, Huckster. All right. After the picks, I want to hear the truth, the, the unedited truth. Top three Titans fan in the GTA need to hear it. Where do they end up coming at you? Huck's true feelings later on. When you were a kid and you ever watched Land Before Time, it made you want to eat leaves. <laughs> they looked so delicious. <laughs> Everything's just dying and like they, they get to the Great Valley. It's all green. And you're like, I got I got a forest right behind my house. I should go eat all that. That looks delicious. You ever eat Sarah. that great dish with the, uh, the rice and the grape leaves there? Gets, gets pretty leafy. Sure. Gets great, leafy. great spot for manhunt. Fuck, did I play a lot of manhunt as a kid. Big inlet court thing, manhunt. If you're on like a by a throughway street, you know, it doesn't happen as much. We were on a court with a forest. Fucking manhunt, like four hours a day wearing black. Take that shit serious in grade three and four, you know? Yeah, we were given hey. way too much rope as a 10-year-old, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to be um, on the street? Okay, I'll see you on Sunday. <laughs> no. You, you said something in the top of the show there that caught my ear, Jeff. Uh, this show always gives you a first first. Yeah. There'll be a, a story from around the world or a take that you didn't even think existed. Um, I'm going to drop another one on you. You know, the Can't hot wait. take is uh, Staley, right? We've been riding him all year, even before he became... A primetime sensation. I was barking week two. You've been, this guy's you've been spreads. You've been riding riding him since week two. He went for it on like fourth and three. And he got it. And you were still mad. So, you know, as I wrapped up my latest lesbian baby yoga session, it dawned on me super clear what's really going on. And it took me a full season to really get around it. Um Spanos loves the pub. Good, bad, ugly. I'm talking about Dean Spanos, the Chargers owner. This is the least rich of the 32 owners, a.k.a. the runt of the litter. Must do something to stand above and beyond. The Lord this of guy, no rings. The Lord, Lord of, of no, no rings, rings, as Archie Manning called him. And no city. And officially, you want to drop the chips on the table. Kroenke owns that stadium, too. So this man is the man that has a, uh, uh, the loosest grip. Anyway, point being that Spanos loves it. He was on the sidelines smirking after the fourth down on their own 20, down three. <laughs> You've all heard it, folks. You heard it here first, week two. Staley should have been hung publicly several times, including and most certainly on the most exciting game of the year in the NFL season, but he wasn't. In fact, he was encouraged by the shortest stack at the table. Weird Mike's first first. A couple of things there. Uh, I think if you hang somebody once, you don't have to do it multiple times. Like if you do it the right way once, you don't need to necessarily hang them a second and third time. Uh, 
be that as it may. Also, second point, this is from like maybe 180 seconds ago. I think you should call lesbian baby yoga. It's like something else. <laughs> the visuals that are going through our Look Who's Talkers minds right now. What do you mean? Conf- confusing to say the least. My assistant stretching is uh, professional is, you know, on that side of the fence. Is she an adult partner? Is she an adult? adult. Is she a baby? She's an adult. No, she's an adult. That's what I mean. It's not a lot of. But Jeff, I have a baby. I understand that. But when you call it lesbian baby, baby joins the the baby joins the yoga. You ever heard of baby yoga? Not baby Yoda, baby yoga. Yep. It's a thing. Yep. It's lesbian baby. I don't know what else you could call it. Uh, you, you can, something there's got to be something <laughs> lby no, that sounds it's terrible making it's making YBL? the baby it's making the baby sound like a lesbian which it, there's nothing wrong with that but i don't your baby your baby can't even talk yet it wouldn't be able to even express that necessarily that would be baby lesbian yoga you understand the difference i don't think anybody does <laughs> regardless yoga can't come first and baby can't be ahead of the lesbo Regardless, nice lady, great session, super clarity provided today. Okay. Hashtag reflexology. You want to stay loose and limber and kick 46 yard field goals with nobody watching? You got to do some stretching in your dimly lit basement once in a while, folks. Secret to success, hanging and assisted stretching. Well, if you if you aren't doing lesbian yoga or lesbian or baby lesbian yoga today and you're looking for a little clarity i'm glad you tuned into episode 116 because we got a fuck ton of it for you uh what's your take on staley hugh lesbians babies yoga side what's your chips are down your the, uh, pro analytic to an extent is your stance yes. well known to the listeners you saw sunday unfold yay or nay nay on the timeout, a hundred percent i don't know like feel the room man like the entire stadium was like silently knowing that a tie was about to happen and everyone in that stadium was just going to be happy especially anybody who happened to bet the tie or put like a there was a couple boosts out there like you know FanDuel and whatnot that had like jags money line and a tie was like a squad ride that br was doing anyway apparently if that tie happened Vegas was about to lose like a billion dollars, like the sports books. Like they, they could not really even handle the handle. So that's why I said, uh, you know, the timeout that saved Vegas. First of all, so you read the room like, okay, Raiders aren't calling a timeout. They're not necessarily pressing for the field goal here. The clock's running. It's third down. Even if they run it again, are they going to bust out their kicker? Like, are they going to call a timeout to kick it? No, they're going to like run it down to one second and throw it in the air. I don't care what they're saying now. They would have done that. Anyway, that's been said. So right then and there, he was, he, you know, he was too, too small for his shorts. Like he, he looks like the Ness character from Smash Brothers. He looks like the paper boy. He looks like uh, it's bring your Sunday to your corporate golf event. You know, like he just did not belong in a, coaching a professional football game. And he felt it. He, made, he definitely made a mistake. I don't care what he says. Oh, I wanted to get the run grouping in. Nope. Made a mistake. Yeah. The Raiders were going to tie. The, kick, the kicker that bailed out Vegas, Daniel Carlson, feels like he's been around forever. Um, this is the stuff kicking dreams is made of, Mike. Hasn't missed a kick in Vegas two years? 
No. One without, one with fans? I mean, hasn't missed, a, hasn't missed a kick in Vegas. How about the six game winners this year? And also, wow. he lives in Vegas, kicks for Vegas, and kicked a football. Kicked a football that yeah. cost, that, that saved like a billion dollars amongst all the best hotels in Las Vegas where he lives. This guy, like, he doesn't have to buy a drink in Vegas ever again. <laughs> Picture it, Hugh. Let's get a kicker theme Cirque du Soleil show going. Weird Mike is the ringmaster. Daniel Carlson, some washed up kickers, kind of like the big three for kickers. All right, let's bring it to Vegas. We're dropping leather skins in buckets, little midgets running around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to have a kicker themed, raging, drug filled you know, bachelor party? You, you where, where said, we just kick stuff. You said kicking dream in vegas and my mind just just went to a place it was there that's remarkable he better be the pro bowler carlson everybody loves butker and the altitude in denver and that you know that that division no love for carl really six game winners hugh that's impressive yeah uh you know speaking of kicking dreams all right i got a story for you Tell Probably me. about, I'd say, four, three or four years ago, almost to the date, we were gathering with the Milton Towers, Hernsey and Visk, uh, to watch the wild card round. Uh, it was the first time the Bills have been in the playoffs since puberty for us. Jaguars, Bills. We're all watching in the living room. Okay. We all got money on the Bills. Bills are having a tough day with our boy Tyrod there. Playoff Lenny's doing playoff Lenny stuff, and he's running pretty good for those Jaguars. Anyway, you wanted them to kick a field goal really bad, but they were going for it on fourth down. After a couple of J's and a couple of beers, you know, Mike gets a little animated watching the game, as I'm sure we all do. This is why I miss watching playoff football, any football with people. You know, it's fun to get a little animated. I know you miss it too, Mike. However, Mike got so animated, and he's such a an old nostalgic kicker, former U of T kicker. Well, then in these moments where a kick needs to be had, he actually tries to manifest it by just closing his eyes and swinging a huge field goal kick in this living room that we're watching the football game in. He proceeds to kick me in my knee and my knee buckles. <laughs> they don't kick it. They don't get the fourth down. Everybody's fucking freaking out and I'm on the ground. Yelling, asking why, like Nancy Kerrigan. Anyway. Playoff story time brought to you by Storyteller Beer. Animated playoff, playoff Lenny football. Right there. Playoff Lenny covered couldn't all throw. the bases. Tyrod couldn't throw and Bortles didn't have to. You, that's the second I, time you mentioned the Jacksonville ballpark. Uh, didn't I call that? Bring, what was it? What I call it? It's a tire day at the Potter Park. Everybody come on down. Everybody yeah. did. It was a great you, mood. Nobody cared. They're just happy to be in North Florida. The rest of the country is under a freezing alert. There they are in shorts or shorts <laughs> as uh, Minshew coin, you know, anyway, uh, the Colts, one of the biggest eggs in the last decade, maybe up there. a podium with, finish with for eggs. No, they had a stat that they listed out. I think, uh, you know, red zone do was just on fire listing all this crazy stuff on Sunday. I miss him already, Hanson. But he was talking about how like the, the there hasn't been an, 
an upset like that in the last game of the season where a playoff team needing a win was going up against like the one or two worst teams in the league and lost. So yes, unprecedented to say the least. Carson, what are you doing? Um, but good news for um, anyone who was scared to play the Colts like us. I didn't want to play them. So that's nice. However, be careful what you ask for. Cause we, we as bills fans, we have Bill Belichick coming in for round three this season. It's tough to beat the guy twice in one season. Even if I am confident, we are going to. We have the much better quarterback who's playing, you know, a couple of mistakes against the Falcons, but I think he's still playing some great football, especially he looked great a couple of weeks ago against these same Patriots. But uh, it, it's, it's, it's hard to be uber confident against the, you know, best coach of all time. So... It is what it is. Four, Bills are four-point favorites, not playing on Monday Night Football, which I'm very stoked about. They're playing Saturday night, which is great. <clears throat> so Mac Jones coming into probably the loudest Buffalo stadium in two decades because they haven't hosted a playoff game with fans in a long fucking time. As uh, they hosted a playoff game last year, no fans because of the pandemic. So I expect the Ralph, a.k.a. Highmark Stadium, to be fucking pumping are you going mike did i read that in the group chat correctly are you thinking of going so my alter ego on tour carried some mexicans who runs a sports tour company and this guy who runs it is a diehard patriots fan this guy goes to super bowls he brings wealthy mexicans around the world to watch patriots game london when they were in mexico was like their man was like their homecoming you know man when they had the, anyway uh, somebody bailed and he offered me the extra ticket, but a lot of COVID, a lot of minus 26 going down. Not happy with the Saturday night. You're happy. I am not happy. That should be the Sunday one o'clock or the Saturday 430. Very insensitive to the very serious weather systems that pass through Orchard Park in mid-January. Very negligent. I understand ratings. But are, are really, are the Bills that big of a draw to the rest of the world that they would put them in that slot? That's usually the Philly game. That's usually, you know what I mean, where you get, I'm surprised, very surprised. <laughs> I, they had to play the game in Buffalo at some point in these three days. I don't, it's yes. not going to go to like plus 20. No, no. Like it's going to be cold. Sunday at one is, you know, minus seven, not minus 24, right? It's, it's 17 degrees. It's a big difference. I know. I'm just saying, I don't think weather has anything to do with when they're scheduling these games. Maybe it should, but it definitely fucking doesn't. I'm pretty sure it's just TV and yes. you, as you're yes. saying, who's the draw? Um, and, and, and the issue, the headline is in this mini story here is, is are the bills that big a draw? I'm, I'm shocked. I really am. Especially with, you know, maybe if it was still Tom Brady, but maybe the Mac hate, maybe the Billy B hate is real. I guess they're an exciting team. You know, they got, Little Town America's spirit, and they're facing off against Darth Vader, man. The Bill, the, you know, Belichick. So it's a rivalry game, and people also like if you're not in Highmark Stadium, like if you're not at the Ralph, you're just watching from back home. You fucking love the outdoor winter feel. Like it's great to watch. It's not, it's not as fun to be there, but fucking buckle up, bundle up. Are you gonna go or not? No. Yeah, there you go. You, you beat me to the, I was going to give right. a faint 35, 40%. You could still rally. Um, 
a lot of hurdles. It was about four solid hurdles. You know, I, I, I got enough energy for two these days. Is that, uh, yeah, that's fair. Is that a life analogy for the, uh, for the bizarreness we're all living right now? Yes, that's fair. Okay. Uh, just back to the futures quickly here. The Steelers uh, finished with over eight and a half wins. I don't know how they fucking did it. I almost gave up on this futures like week five, but they did it. That was the one we put on Instagram as the one to absolutely bet. Steelers over eight and a half wins. Mike Tomlin doesn't lose seasons. So it's kind of something you can bank on because if he can, if he can win, have a winning season and make the playoffs with this quarterback, uh, well, he can do it with, you know, a young stud as well. Uh, so that was good. I told you to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to face the Buffalo Bills week one. We predicted the Super Bowl last year, week one. And I just did my path to the playoffs, as I'm sure a lot of you guys are doing in your playoff pools and whatnot. And my path, sorry, Huck, it's got Bills and it's got Bucks. And I was trying to be unbiased, like not just make a path that gets to where I think it's going to go. I think the Bills are going to have a big problem uh, with the Chiefs. They uh, if they can get past the Patriots, obviously that's a big if game. But I got the Bills sneaking that out, and then I got Tennessee basically on rest, getting by Joey B and the Bengals, and then I got the Bills versus the Titans again in Tennessee again. Give me the Bills. So then on the other side we got uh, you know uh, we you know the lineups. You got the Packers winning the bye. I got the Bucks beating the Eagles. Not by that much. And then I got uh, Dallas beating San Fran. <clears throat> and then the LA, Arizona, whatever, whoever gets, you know. But uh, I got Tampa beating the Packers in the NFC Championship game again. And there we go. Bucks, Bills, Super Bowl, Bills win. My path has stayed the same almost. Yeah, I've been on the, um, I said week one, the repeat of the Super Bowl. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't like any path. I don't, I definitely don't think Tommy's getting there. Uh, my, my prediction will not ring true folks. It was week one. It was a long time ago. Uh, I was sleep deprived, but Tom too much has happened. I said, I think was it last week. The AAB thing was the final straw. Not that he can't rally. It was just too much in their way. So Tom, not going to get there totally wide open and I hope the bills get there. Very excited for the friends at orchard park. So do they only get one game? Are they the three? It, it would depend. Uh, this basically the Steelers need to be the chiefs. I understand. Cause the two seed, right? It's two seed. Hey, loses. Hey, hey, let me tell you something. Uh, two things on the Steelers. Very interested uh, in that game because now you have, some real momentum behind Big Ben's farewell. They had the Monday night prime time final home game, the sentimental. Then they had the last second overtime win versus the bitter rivals. Now is this team, remember they played there earlier, got embarrassed. You know, we know Tomlin as a, as a motivation guy, more than an X's and O's. And that's what gets it done in the road on the playoffs. Very interested in that game. But also, as you were talking, I remember that the Steelers' first Super Bowl was with Big Ben and Cower, correct? So Tom yep, Tomlin never had a chance to bring his own QB. What is what did Tomlin want? Does he want a Mike Vick, 
young and energetic Lamar? Does he want uh, a brainiac Peyton Manning, Drew Brees? Does he want a hybrid Lawrence uh, Lance type of thing? Very interesting heading into the offseason where Tomlin, because they're going to keep him, right? See what the kids got, right? There's no reason to change them. They just made the playoffs. Tomlin's not going anywhere, bro. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where do you think Tomlin goes on this QB? Does he go uh, uh, young and mobile? Does he go brainiac? Does he go uh, size like Ben? What, What do you think? First of all, he's the coach, their GM. He's got a lot of sway up there. Like yeah. it's not just Tomlin making the decision. But Either way, this is unique. This is unique where it's not every year they draft. They're not getting Aaron. They're not getting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they'll, I, I think it'll be a young. It'll be a rookie. Uh, um, either way, Steelers QB futures. We can save for another week. But uh, do you like them at all this week? Cover the spread, like anything. Yeah, like? I, I really do. It does. It doesn't crack the board. But if I'm Toss it in. Uh, you got some pools out there. You got whatever you're looking into. Uh, and, and you know what? The, the Chiefs at home play different. They they shell in. They settle in on the run game. Their D's been different. It's a sloppy track. Um, so definitely like the 12 and a half. And like I said, the Big Ben, the Big Ben farewell tour is, is you know, in full swing. Right? He leaked it. They said it. They responded. Prime time, bitter rival. Now comes the Goliath in the conference. Here we go. Uh, he already had his farewell tour at Arrowhead. It was three weeks ago, and, or, and it went awful. Okay, yeah, it was a month ago. <laughs> he brought his whole family, and they laid an egg. After watching the Steelers Ravens game, I they didn't. It looked like they didn't even want to. Win, they didn't want to win that game. Like their offense is putrid. They're giving it to Najee Harris, and he's going slow motion for. T- Because I, I can't pick a 12 and a half point favorite in the playoffs, but I also would love to pick the Steelers here, folks. But you don't win these games on attitude alone. And their quarterback play is pretty inept right now. Who's going into Arrowhead in a loud stadium with Ben throwing 50% of his balls behind the line of scrimmage, it's just not the recipe to beat the Chiefs. So uh, terrible times in the house, Jeff. Jeff, we were there. Yep. We checked out of a Kansas City hotel and opened the door and watched thousands of Steeler fans That's for a true. game that really didn't mean much. It really didn't mean much if you think about it. Uh, this yep. one means a lot. So, you know, those Steeler fans, although it's tougher to get a ticket in Arrowhead playoffs, it's, uh, it's a college-like atmosphere when they roll through. The towels, the band, all that good shit. Hey, and they're well, mean-looking people, yo. They are mean-looking people, bro. Unless any of those Steeler fans can throw, it doesn't matter. All right, it enjoy does. your bar, enjoy your barbecue in Kansas City. Eat well, mm. go home, and uh, start looking at the draft for second-round quarterbacks. All right, I love you, Steelers, but uh, this will be the week you go home. Who's all got right. honors? Do you? Uh, what did you? Yeah, go last you, week, that's going to be our picks. What, what, what did you go last week? I went four and two. So that would be yourself as honors. I went one and one, hit the Jags, missed on the Patriots. Yeah, uh, hit you hit the Jags hard, bro. <laughs> You're all over it. I, I honestly, I really didn't see the the money line, and yo, that was one of the weirdest eggs. I ain't gonna go back in time, but that Colts loss was mystifying. To not score a touchdown until the final drive, very, very. It's almost so. There's more to that. 
something's going to come out a week, two weeks, first things first, blah, blah, blah. Ipso facto, blah, blah, blah. Uh, ipso facto, blah, blah, blah. It's probably my, one of my favorite things on the show. It's a lot of people's favorite things in the show. Keep following us, by the way, at Hughes Talking. Follow Weird Mike at Weird Mike, spelled M-I-C. And follow us at Huck Media for any and all media needs. Um, as you're picking, you know, as you're probably looking at some Super Bowl futures and picking these games this weekend, there's something I want you to keep in mind. Uh, it's a good lesson for, our, for life in general. But uh, listen to somebody's first reason when you ask them an important question. And that should help you decide whether you believe them or not. And this week's Tuesday week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. Truth of the week, folks. Is that if I ask you who's going to win the Super Bowl or who's going to win a football game or who's going to do really well in the playoffs and you pick a team and I ask you why and the first reason you give me isn't quarterback, all right, I'm going to have trouble believing you because now you're just talking. You're just providing supplementary evidence because you don't got a murder weapon. You don't got a body. You got to give me hearsay. Oh, and this person saw someone in the shadows working over here. The quarterback is the murder weapon that the, every lawyer needs to con- actually have a convincing argument. I've been listening to every NFL show the past three days talking about how nobody wants to play the Niners because they're physical. Yeah, I've been watching physical teams lose in the first two rounds of the playoffs for years to great quarterbacks. You've also watched me bet on those physical teams. Yes. And I try to remind you, I know it's boring, but Tom Brady is going to beat the Eagles this weekend. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, like, you know, hey, why are they going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, they got the weapons. Their defense is playing great. They got Dan Quinn, a coordinator. And Dak's okay. He, that's the problem. Okay. It's like if your buddy comes up to tell you, if, if your friend comes up to you and he's like, hey, I'm getting married. And you're like, oh, yeah, great. Like, you know, why? And he's like, oh, you know, uh, she lives really close to my parents. And uh, we both like spaghetti. <laughs> and, you know, we just, uh, we just really get each other. All right. In the first three things you told me, you did not tell me how much you love her. It's going to be a problem marriage. I would even bet that this does not succeed. All right. Uh, love in a marriage. Is like quarterback with playoff picking of NFL games. So if I, if you, if you're like, hey man, you know these Titans, they look good. Derrick Henry's back. They got their coach is tough. Great chemistry. They got the the rest. All right. If you bring up rest as the reason the team's going to win the Super Bowl in your first two things, it's their team's lacking a couple of murder weapons. All right. So. You can give me all the ifs, ipso facto, what, whatnot, uh, whether a team's physical, whether they're rested, where there's the team with a really good quarterback's got injuries, and that's what they're facing. It doesn't matter. Besides Trent Dilfer's Ravens, okay? Bad quarterbacks or even average quarterbacks do not win Super Bowl rings. It just doesn't happen. They can get there sometimes, but they ain't going to win. Rex Grossman? I don't know how he got there. Lost to Peyton Manning. All right. It, it, it's rare, but it does, it does happen. But if I say, hey, who do you like to win the Super Bowl? And you tell me a team 
And I say why. And the first three, one of the first things you say isn't quarterback. I don't believe you. And you shouldn't believe yourself either. So stay away from futures involving the Niners, the Cowboys, and sorry to say it, Huck, the Titans. So I'm going to give a or the Patriots. rare truth rebuttal. I'm going to treat this like a Hugh pick. Yeah, sure. You okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, first things first, uh, if a marriage was like a QB, I'd probably still be married. <laughs> so that was beautiful. Shed a tear there, you know. I adopted more of the huddle into you my first real hand, relationship. You needed her hands up your ass a bit more. That's <clears throat> um, a shotgun. Brad Johnson, another horrible QB with the ring, with the Bucks. Fair. Uh, you mentioned the Dilford. I don't know if they were back to back. They were pretty close anyway. They were a year or two apart. Both those both those teams had Hall of Fame defenses. As in, like, if you don't have the guy throwing it, you you better have three gold jackets on that defense. Because the two examples we brought up, that's what that's what we're talking about here. And um, yeah, a lot, a lot a lot of people on the Niners. I think more people would be on them if they weren't playing the Cowboys. More of a live dog. I think Dallas has got like, I don't know. I think they're a very hungry dog. I think they're a very hungry dog, even though they're favored. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It's like everybody in the world is so on the Niners here that they've almost become the underdog mentality, but they're still a three-point favorite. Yes. And they're at home. That, of course, you know, Jerry's listening to all that chatter. We know that. So are the but, all the boys. Yeah. So I uh I'm 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 I've been all your Niner hate turned me into a 49er fan. Do you know that, Jeff? I never liked, <laughs> cared, or watched 49er football <laughs> with any real intent until this show began five years ago. That's right, folks. Look who's talking. Episode 116 now into its fifth season. Um, and now a dedicated Niner fan. I, don't I, think I got Debo Samuel. This guy's doing everything. He's, throwing, he's got a better arm than Jimmy. You got Kyle looking like a skater boy on the sideline. John Lynch looking like a CEO up in the box. They, they, got, they got a little, they got some aura. You said it earlier in the intro, Bills Patriots trilogy. Blast from the past. Uh, Niners Cowboys. Very excited. Super wild card weekend. Of all their playoff matches, this is probably the worst quarterback playoff match in Niners Cowboys history. They've had some beauties chucking that ball. Also, I don't think you're the only Niner fan that I've created because I'm I was so yeah, hard on yeah. Jimmy G for like three years that people literally like message me to defend him like they know him. <laughs> and Macklin always reminds me how hard I am on Dak and the Cowboys. But in this particular sense, this week, I like him. All right. Ooh, uh, to our know, picks? Th- th- yeah. Very, very fascinating game. The Dallas. It, it, is, it uh, is. I'm not picking it because, you know, San Fran, most of that Super Bowl team still around like they got that bad taste hanging around so wildly entertaining so that is the sunday 4 p.m that is the only game correctly placed i'll tell you what's the worst that bucks philly sunday at one get the fuck out of here i'd like to ruin my sunday with a great game to start not not the appetizer appetite anyway oh god 
Go for it. Hugh Pitts. I'm excited. You know, people always ask, like, it's a good question. Like, hey, what would you do if you won the lottery? Like, you know, I fucking do our show and flyboard and we just have a bigger studio and probably, you know, I'd probably have a cool shit I'd in that pr- studio. But like, I'd do this. Weird Mike would fucking kick field goals in really, really expensive sweatpants. <laughs> I'd have a nicer bus for the tours. All right. And I'd tell you guys that. I was talking about he can't win on an attitude alone. I know this because a couple games back in high school hockey, we used to win on attitude alone. You got fucking Clarkson pulling up on a school bus. Okay. And like actually walking to the game with their parents. We're parked on our fucking Carmel Crusaders mini bus because, hey, it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Our school's corrupt and just lets us do whatever the fuck we want because we wouldn't lose. We're playing Duroc Wilder, shaking the bus. Fucking 15 white dudes just about to tip over a bus, beating each other up in the bus, crashing out of the bus like it's police academy, grabbing our gear and going to win six nothing. It was fucked up. But literally, it was over in the parking lot. I don't think the Steelers can pull that shit off. But uh, anyway, let's get to our picks. Okay, I'll take honors. What was your uh, record for the season, Mike? Weird pick closes at a slightly beyond respectable 24 and 17. 24 and 17. Started hot, went ice cold, caught fire, cruised into the checkered flag in fourth gear. Happy. Hope you made some money when I was hot. And you know what? Some of you guys made some money fading me when I was cold. So the gambling spectrum works both ways. And thank you for riding dirty and clean. I feel like it's, that's a similar speech that like you would have given to every lady at every nightclub back in the day. Like to those of you that talk to me, like, thank you. To those of you that gained a little extra confidence that night by brushing me off. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Uh, I went 54, 51 and one kind of an up and down year. Weird one with some of the COVID stuff. Picking the games on Tuesdays is a bit tough, but we survived five years in a row above 500 and our pre season Super Bowl bet. I'm, it's looking fucking great. I'm going to have a future on the bucks, a future on the bills and just get naked and watch the fucking Super Bowl and mayonnaise somewhere in Vegas. I love mayo. Whew. Very fired up, folks. Hope you are, too. Uh, let's have some fun. Brand new playoff uh, playoff picks. Here we farm and go. Okay, I'm only going to do three picks. If I like anything extra, I'll throw it on Instagram with a prop of the day and whatnot. Uh, also, some same game parlays going down. Follow us at Hughes Talking. H-U-S Talking. I can't spell talking. I'm surprised you found the show, but thanks, Farvin. Anyway, here we go. Gold pick. I, I am taking the Dallas Cowboys minus three at home the San Francisco 49ers. I don't... Uh, everyone's remembering the second half and overtime. I'm remembering the first half of the Niners game against the Rams in a must-win, need-to-win, with help, get into the playoff game, and Jimmy G and the boys put up a donut. They're they're awful in the first half. So, yeah, the Rams got some defensive deficiencies. Um, I just don't like... I think Dan Quinn's 
defense and his attacking style of defense does not match up well against the Jimmy G-led offense of the 49ers, especially if he's not 100%, which he's not. So Jimmy G played great in the second half, but I'm remembering that first half more. Uh, Dallas has been ready, getting ready for this playoff game for three, four weeks now. Uh, no celebration really last week. They're just geared in. This is a this is a, a game they expected to be in over a month ago. And minus Michael Gallup, they're pretty healthy. And they got this X factor on defense. Michael Parsons is going to make Jimmy G's life a living hell. Also, they don't have rock star running backs. I know that the San Francisco could just run the rock. They got a great running coach who's from the old Elway Bronco days that Shanahan brought from his father's coaching staff. And that's where they can run. Trent Williams didn't play last week. I'm not sure if he's going to play this weekend. Makes a difference. However, these aren't rock star running backs. They're going to have a problem running against Dan Quinn's defense. I think Dallas steps it up on D. And I think they got enough weapons and distribution on offense to get the job done. And they win by a touchdown 24-17 Dallas. All right. Silver pick. I'm taking the Philadelphia Eagles plus eight and a half against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I've been pumping gaslighting all season long ever since Tom was traded, basically. Look, the Bucs are going to win this game. But with the injuries at wide receiver, I see them taking less chances and just playing an old Patriots-style game. Let's run the rock a lot. Let's throw these a bunch of these four or five-yard passes uh, to Le'Veon Bell and Gronk and Cameron Brait. And let's just make sure we get a win here at home against a team that they've already faced. So with all of Tampa's weapons, almost all their weapons, uh, they they won by six. And if you remember it, Tom kneeled it when they could have like kicked an extra field goal to cover the spread. Look, they got less weapons now. It's a more meaningful game for the Eagles, and the Eagles are playing better. So I, I just feel like Tom is going to be more sure. It'll be a little less risk it for the biscuit from the Tampa Tom Brady and a little more Patriot Tom and just making sure they get a victory at home. There's nothing wrong with an eight-point win for the Bucks. They'll kneel it. They'll milk the clock in the fourth quarter. I don't like them playing a game in which they're trying to cover eight and a half points. They're just going to try to win. So I see a six, seven-point victory for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Moving on to next week. All right. And our bronze pick, I'm taking the Buffalo Bills minus four at home in some cold weather. Uh, facing Mac Jones for a third time this year. We got the number one defense in the league. And Mac Jones struggled against them a couple weeks ago. I don't that, see that learning process happening fast enough for Mac to face and win on the road in front of a loud, insane Bills Mafia stadium. Um, and the difference, the difference in quarterback ability is so strong for me that uh, the four points isn't a problem. So I see the Bills winning this game comfortably. Basically, yo, they didn't punt last time they played Bill Belichick. If you don't punt, you're getting in scoring position on almost every drive. I don't see Mac Jones doing anything close to that. So I can see the Bills winning this one by seven, uh, up to 10. So uh, I'll take the Bills. And I, I see Josh Allen being a little more sure, just a little less careless with the ball, running the ball more. Little dump offs to Singletary more, a little less of what we saw from the Bills last year, a little more what we've seen just in the last few weeks. I'll take it. Bills win. Place goes crazy. Hey, hey, hey. Honorable mention, if I had to pick one more, which I'm not going to do, it would be the Cardinals plus four. Giddy up. You. You. So five seasons on air. 
I have seasons on air. On air is, you know, I'm big uh, on air is not air. You know, a lot, a lot, a lot. The never losing season continued. Correct. Continued. Well done, Hewlett. Bravo. Thank you. Bravo. And uh, the Bravo will bleed into the weird pick coming up after the rebuttal. Dallas told you, man. Surprised. Stay the far away. That one's got a lot of hungry B-plus talent. And it is hard to predict B-plus talent. So I'm staying the far away. Might, might sprinkle on the total there. Might lean like a little total on the Sunday afternoon. Fast track at Jerry's World. Niners um, a public team. Uh, like at three and a half, maybe I stay away. But I'll, on, just on the field goal, let's go. Sure. I'm staying the far away. Big time. Silver fave. Silver fave. Not only because it's the cheapest and the least valuable. But because uh, of what you said, Patriot Tom, well done. Yeah. you nailed it, folks. Jeffrey with a G nailed it. This is not downtown Central Florida on a Saturday night. This is your grandpa's Sunday afternoon, Central Florida. The 430 Jack Klump is special. Florida. All right. Plus eight too much is going to be like that. Uh, Redskin game last year. Heineke hurts, you know, trying to make a name for himself. Everybody's watching. Kids got some big game experience. That coach is a lunatic capable of anything. <laughs> so the points are, I think, uh, what they need to be. And again, you know, the health of the of uh, the Bucks, front and center. Tommy boy, four to six. Might take a window. Ah, might take a window in that game, Hugh. Tampa, Tampa one to six. And uh, the Bills. Or sorry, you had a, a rebuttal to the rebut? No, no, no. No, I am obviously on board with you agreeing with me about the Patriot, Tom. Uh, <laughs> I just, that's what I really see. I, I see him just making sure not do, throwing those 50-50 balls up to, you know, some of these young receivers, Tyler Johnson. Like, I see Cameron Bray catching a whole bunch of six-yard passes. Yeah, there you go. There's anytime uh, touchdown score, by the way. Look for Le'Veon Bell in that game. All right. Be paying a lot. And well, I, I said this years ago. You know, I was wrong on where I based Le'Veon Bell in the rankings of running backs. Big Le'Veon Bell guy last year. I don't know. But I said, when push comes to shove, who's Tom Brady want in the playoffs? He's a guy who can block and a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield, even when it's poorly thrown because Big Ben throws poorly thrown short balls. And Le'Veon Bell caught fucking all of them. And there we go. Now he's scoring touchdown. He scored touchdown against the Panthers. And like with playoff Lenny out, Ronald Jones doesn't protect the ball enough. Who knows? Exactly. Tom trusts veterans. So let's see. Okay, who's, who's your pick, Mike? Uh, no, I got... Uh, I'm surprised oh. you got uh, the blind love against Billy B. You said the Bills never punted, and which was awesome and amazing. But, yeah. you know, Billy B is going to go back to his drawing board, too. It's not just what happened in the past. Good news, not windy, just cold. So the air show of the Bills, hopefully uh, less hindered. Plus, they got uh, last time they played, they didn't have Beasley or Gabriel Davis. 
Like those Isaiah McKenzie's big game. Look, this matters. You give Josh all those weapons, fuck, he could tear this up. And I just don't think Mac Hope Jones so. ready minus 26 to go into Buffalo and win a road game. Again, baby steps. Man, this is rookie year. It was a good year, Mac, but love it. Bills. No, I, you, you're, you're where Josh Allen's bills were three years ago, you know? And what did they do? They covered. They covered. How about that? So anyway, uh, the four classic Vegas hook, everybody piles on the bills at three, the extra point. The Billy B variable. That's what I mean. I think I think Vegas wants us to take fucking the Pats here based on like almost the same reason that everyone took Bama yesterday. Same reason they took Bama. People they want people to take Bama yesterday, like just on precedent. This is not Tom Brady's Patriots. This is Mac Jones's Patriots with Bill Belichick's defense. Uh, It's just not the same. So that's where, and that's why we're not getting an extra hook there. And or, or sorry, that's why we're getting an extra point. And Vegas knows what they're doing. Love the money line. Weird Mike did a massive bet. Bulldogs and Bills. Classic double B alliteration. Bet solely on your last name as a team. And the week that you're playing. So love the money line. Uh, Use it, folks. Might be a little steep, but if you don't trust Billy B, like none of you should, that shady fuck. Onto the weird pick. Another B, not the Buccaneers, are, but those jungle cats, the Bengals. Weird pick. The gambling donut will be cut in half this week, everybody. There is no heavy set and lighter sprinkle. Chop, chop. Both picks loved equally. The Bengals minus six. Bravo, Raiders. Bravo. Please exit stage left. If you didn't blow your load in that game with the entire country on the edge of their seat, not to mention playing the night game that went to the absolute gunshot. Now they play the Saturday 430 turnaround. This got lost in the shuffle. Everybody said Raiders were going to kick to love it, to win and play Cincy. But how about the extra 36 hours of rest that these grown men would receive if they played Kansas City and a familiar opponent, albeit a David versus Goliath type of thing. But that's getting lost in the shuffle here. Um, Bengals roll. Smoking Joe ain't no average rookie. This guy's been in the big game. The Raiders, good team, good morale. Not a fearful opponent. Not playing a legendary defense. Not playing a crazy over-the-top offense that could outgun him. And, you know, Cincinnati is supercharged, folks. The Queen City is ready to roll. We think Buffalo and our local scene, of course they are. Man, Bengals had just as much losing, even worse. Never even close. Man, they are one spark away. A home playoff game win. The last home playoff game they had, was it uh, when Antonio Brown CTE there, uh, Vontez Burfecht almost ended his life? So, anyway. Cincinnati's rocking. Minus six. Could get ugly late. Uh, and Raiders ran out of gas, man. Big season, long season, short week. You want the other half, Jeff? It's the opposite of your sprinkle, your your add-on. My you know, my like honorable mention. Okay, yeah, honorable yeah, mention, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll I got a point about the Bengals game after, but just finish up. Yeah, Rams. 
SoFi Super Bowl. Stan Kroenke wants it. When evil billionaire take over the world types desire something, they 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 get it more often than not. And his wish is prolonged one more week minimum. Arizona, rough draw at the wrong time. They are exposed. They are getting beat up by bigger, stronger teams. And you know what? But oddly enough, the loss to the Niners, the Rams, the what happened there, that's that that takeover of the stadium. I think that's fuel to the fire. That's that's a little humbling. They were had the midseason dump, then they got hot going in. Now, just a reminder, they still got the home game. And I think they got lucky. Because I think if they had to play Dallas or they had to play San Fran again or somebody else, they would be in more trouble. This is a very favorable, familiar team that McVeigh has had success. And we know that his young mind and staff is continually builds on that same success as they continually build on the consistent failures of not being able to beat the Niners. Oh, my God of being shut out against these legendary coaches, Billy B, Andy Reid, these type of things. It's cost, Rams, me, three gold, it's cost me three gold picks. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, buddy. Rams, Niners, three times. Glad, Twice this season, once last season. I'm glad it didn't make your board. There is too much want on the LA Rams sideline. From the top down, Stafford ain't no spring chicken, right? All the ducks are in a row. Cooper Cup having an MVP year. Um, Rams minus four. Look at the alt line there, folks. That's that, because of what just happened and how they lost 17 nothing lead at home. Look, look for a, a like a you know, hey, we're up 17 nothing. No, no, 27 nothing, 34 3. If the game goes as planned, Rams big, Cincy by enough, the gambling donuts split in half, one and one last week, 24 17 on the year at Weird Mike Instagram. Love you. Talk about it. All right. The weird micro butt. Okay. Uh, I like one of your picks and obviously I'm on the other side. I'm on, on the other one. Uh, one thing I noticed about the Raiders. And again, this is a guy who fucking really likes the Raiders is like a backup favorite team. Uh, all those fourth downs when you're that fucking close to uh, guaranteeing a spot to the playoffs, like one of those fourth downs doesn't happen for Herbert and the chargers on Sunday, it's over. But that's how bad the Raiders secondary is. They got they get good push up front with Crosby and the boys. They got a good line. They can control the running game. Um, even though Joe Mixon really lit him up a, a, a few weeks ago when the Bengals played Vegas in Vegas. It's the Raiders secondary that I think makes this game really, really advantageous for the Bengals. Because all those fourth downs, like they lost two of their starting secondary members. Um you one to like a gun threat on Snapchat, uh, DeMonte, whatever his name is. And then the other guy with the DUI, like they just, they got a real problem in the secondary and there's no time to fix it. And the Bengals just, you know, rested Burrow and their receivers for half a game. They're going to be ready at home to light this Raiders secondary up, just like Herbert just did. And that's where I think, uh, that's where I think they'll be able to expose them. Rest will actually help here, especially for Joe Burrow's injury. And just Joe fucking Burrow. Let's not put a ceiling on this guy. They could make a run. So I agree with you there. As far as the Cardinals and Rams, rest. I wrote down rest here because they, they there's a real barn burner of a fight they were in with the Niners. Again, a very physical it really was. team. It really, really was. 
So it was a real beat them up second half they just had plus overtime. Whereas Zone Zona Seattle wasn't quite as tough of a game, didn't go to overtime. It was at home for Arizona. Uh <clears throat> and it, and it's just Kyler Murray for me. Kyler Murray is a problem on third down that that Matt Stafford isn't. And that I feel like he's enough of a fighter, even without Hopkins. He's going to fight for that spread for me. We've heard you've heard this is a theme throughout the year, folks. Who will fight for your spread? And Kyler Murray's little chipmunk legs will. <laughs> and in the playoffs, again, they also seem to be a way way better road team than home team, so that doesn't matter. Plus, playing at SoFi Stadium is yet to be determined whether it's an actual home field advantage. Just an awesome place to play football for anybody. So, so I'm gonna I like, quickly. I like the spread there. Rams squeak by, but it's by like a point or two. Um, QBs in the playoffs, Hewlett, rapid fire. Will they or won't they fight for your spread? Patrick Mahomes. Always, forever. He Look up fighting for your spread. He that's He's your guy. Tom Brady. Proved it. Best comeback ever against the Falcons. He's the reason I lie about everything. <laughs> I see. I, for me, I think it's. I don't think Tom fights for your spread. I think Tom could give two fucks about your spread. He fights. He'll fight. Like as in, he's the best underdog spread. ever. Yes, I said spread. Tom Brady's it, minus eight this weekend. Is he fighting for that? Okay. Well, <clears throat> that's just not what when I when I say fighting for your spread, I mean like if they're losing, did does he give up? That's sort of what I've always meant. You know. Yeah, Tom's not spread. a giver upper. He's just never losing. He's not Jeff, losing that much. Jeff, you're you're assuming spreads are all underdogs. There's the other side yeah, of fair. the coin. There's the fair. favorite spread. Is uh, Matt Stafford fighting for your spread? Yes, yes, because they have an aggressive him and Tom because their their coaches are aggressive. I just think in this particular game this weekend where I where Tom definitely fights for your spread, but in this game with the injuries at receiver and one of his receivers is crazy. Um, I'm, go- he's I'm going to have to I get be a little more no. careful this week. I'm going till I get a no. Big Ben, okay. fight for your spread. No, he's done. Uh, he's okay. physically right. checked out of the NFL <laughs> NFL game. Segment over. <laughs> Hawk, I said it earlier. What's going on with your Titans? Where are they going? We're remembering the Titans later this week. Yeah. Exit stage left. Super Bowl, divisional, championship. Where? They are going to at least the championship weekend. That's where I get nervous. So you're so they're going to the divisional weekend win. They'll yes. be playing most like like if the Bills beat the Patriots, most and likely. the Chiefs beat the Steelers. They'll be playing the winner of that Bengals Raiders game. And I think they can. I wouldn't be either one of those teams. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think a favorable draw for the Titans. I agree. I think they destroy the Raiders. The destroy Bengals game the Raiders. Tight. Bengals keep it tight, but Bengals I still think Derrick Henry comes hot out of the gate and runs. Oh, yeah. The king, the king is ready. Yeah. He's you ever see a pic- Whenever I see a picture of Derrick Henry, I just want to work. Like, it makes me want to work out. I like, know. You, you He's know the, like the biggest guy of all Der- Derrick Henry the and The Rock. Is, the best picture is uh, Derrick Henry beside Trump. The exact same measurables. 6'3", 265. <laughs> There you go. No, they're just the two fucking, different masses of humanity. The, the exact same flip, height and weight. The coin flip picture. 
with Mark Ingram. Oh, and he's oh, he's in his yes, full yes. gear and the yes. angle's wrong. Huck's more into photography. Like he knows the angle made him even look smaller because yes. Hera Henry was actually in the forefront of the picture. Literally looks like it looks like Shrek and Donkey. Like it's hilarious. All right. A uh, couple of little like, you know, hacks here you could do. Uh, just throwing this out there. If you're like me and you think that uh, the Bucks and Bills will be the two teams in the Super Bowl, uh, you can wager on Super Bowl MVP. So right now for Super Bowl futures, the Bucks and Bills, both plus 750. Um, it's actually a good number for the Bucks compared to where they've been all year. They've been hovering around plus 400, plus 500, plus 600. And uh, yeah, number two seed, still have to go through Lambeau. Plus 750. Bills also plus 750. Uh, we told you to take them a couple of weeks ago at plus 1500. A couple of you listened. Rock on. However, if you want Josh Allen or Tom Brady to win Super Bowl MVP, that's plus 1000. And if you can kind of figure, you know, what, like if the Bills win the Super Bowl, like what, nine out of 10 times, uh, Josh Allen will be crowned MVP, just like the, the style of play that game, barring like a massive pick six or two pick sixes or something. Or if he throws a bunch of picks and Diggs goes off, uh, or if they triple cover everyone and Singletary just walks in. But nine out of ten, eight out of ten times, it's going to be Josh Allen. Same thing with the Bucks. If they win the Super Bowl, eight, nine out of ten times, it's going to be Tom Brady getting that MVP. So for some added value, if you like them to win the Super Bowl, you could take either quarterback to win the Super Bowl MVP at better odds plus 1,000. Uh, if you think the Bengals are worth a sniff, I recently sniffed them. I wish I had sniffed them at plus 20,000 when I said to, but weird Mike told me I was crazy and I made a vow actually listening to our old episodes. Mike, yesterday, I'm not going to listen to you with Super Bowl futures anymore because oh. everything is worth 10 bucks for fuck's sakes. Um, you got the Bengals at plus 20,000. I did not. I I didn't listen to myself because I'm an idiot. But they are at plus seventeen hundred right now. So if you think they got a chance against, basically, this is what we said. Truth Jeff, of the week, Jeff, week one. Don't the playoffs be so hard on. Don't be so hard on yourself. I'm pretty sure I said I was going to walk off the show if you took that futures bet. Okay, I held a yeah, friendship under your head. I'm sorry. I, like I apologize. You, it, yeah, I didn't want you to do that, so I didn't do it. But I, fuck that ten bucks would be working for me right now, eh? Uh, anyway. At the plus 1700. And as I said in the truth of the week last year, week one playoffs, if you like a team to win a game in the playoffs, they're worth a fucking sniff to win the Super Bowl because there's only three or four games. So Bengals plus 1700. If you think Arizona could sneak by the Rams and make go on a little run here, they'd have to go into Lambeau, but they almost won in Lambeau already this year. Um, yeah, Cardinals are plus 2500. So for a team that was in first place for a long time, it's not a bad value. Arizona Cardinals plus 2,500. Um, uh, it looks like we're going to be wrong on the Brady MVP, but I don't know why. I don't know why. Me neither, buddy. But with these, Me with, neither. With these awards, when I see minus 440, that's telling me someone in Vegas already knows because they don't want to lose money. But Brady's the number one in the league in, in, in all the stats, except QBR. But number one in yards, number one in touchdowns. And... They're even tied in wins, but uh, they just got the number two seed. Also, he played every game, didn't miss a game due to unavailability for being whatever the fuck he said. Aaron's the most self-centered person I've ever seen in sports. Crazy. 
Um, um, have you enjoyed the most vaccinated player talk? Is the MVP? That's why they don't want to give it to Rodgers. Well, whatever, but that's, that was, there's that something cheap shot. I'm not. Say, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. Obviously, there seems to be a personal bias in Aaron versus that Chicago reporter. But there's only 50 voters, and one guy saying that he's probably not alone. He also, how is. much how is. much better did Aaron Rodgers have of a year than Tom? Tom had everybody got injured on Tom's offense. Gronk missed time. Evans missed time. Godwin was done a month ago. AB went crazy. Doesn't matter. Rolling. Division so, championship. So again, this so this is this is happening again. Last year it happened with Henry. I don't yeah. I can't recall if he got the triple crown. I, I think he did, if not right there. And now Cooper Cup getting the triple crown again, not even in the conversation. It's just every year, Tom, Aaron. It really should be Tom this year and not because Aaron got it last year. This is Tom is now turning into Shaquille O'Neal, where he does it every year. But guess what? Shaq got pissed the second time they gave it to Steve Nash. Okay, he's the first time he was like, you know what? Grow the game. It's cool. Little Canadian kid. Second time. Fuck that Canuck. He said it on the record. This will create some massive beef, but gives the edge back to Tom if they meet in that title game, giving Aaron the MVP again. So. You know, it's a it's a, a blessed curse, if you will, to not have Tom get it. Just to to give that C level talent because they had a talent that's hurt. Now it's C. Anyway, it's a weird thing too. Thought. It's a weird thing too because no, not necessarily the votes are in. I guess for MVP, like it does. The playoffs are not supposed to affect the voting whatsoever. So no. nothing, nothing on the field can happen. However, you can still bet on this award, and the the odds fluctuate. Tom's now it's, plus 440. It's like the Oscars. It's like the Oscars. Then all of a sudden, the day before the awards, there might just be a run on Joe Burrow. And like, you got to watch this Parasite. Shit. Yeah. You got to watch anyway. Parasite. Right. And load up. Hey, buddy, we cashed in hard, man. Hey, 1917 won me a bunch of money. Great movie, Sa- by the way. Sound editing. Movie. Sound editing. You got to talk about a gambling show. We're digging up sound editing past and futures for you. It's award season, <laughs> just like it's. Actually, outline season's done. The Rams is is a very light precautionary tale, but uh, it was a right. fun season, man. Was it fun? Okay, quickly got a couple things for you here. Uh, money line parlay. Uh, Mike mentioned a uh, you know money line, and I made a parlay already, just because I didn't want the the odds to go against me. I've got Cincy to win, Buffalo to win, Tampa to win, Dallas to win. Hundred beans pays a lot. Uh, take the spreads away this weekend. Have some fun. All right. Uh, those four teams, I think are going to win their games. If you want to take Dallas off because you're not feeling me and my 49er fading, do what you got to do. But the Bengals, the Bills, and you mentioned crazy owners just wanting shit done. Jerry Jones wants to win this fucking game against the Niners. And I think they're going to the do original it. crazy gangster owner. The crazy gangster owner that I would want owning my team. Um, okay, couple guys to look for. Uh, I'll, I'll bring this up in our prop of the day on Instagram, but we don't have the exact numbers yet because it's fucking Tuesday. But Zach Ertz is gonna have a huge Monday night game. He's become Kyler's favorite target. Kyler's a small guy, so when push comes to shove, he likes to look for big targets because he can see them. Zach Ertz is gonna get at least five catches. 
and a lot of yards, possibly a touchdown. Look for Zacherts to have a huge game against the Rams. Who else? Singletary on the Bills. I think he's going to have a big game against the Patriots again as Josh tries to make sure they're going to run the ball a little more. He's going to dump the ball off a little more Singletary, just keep these chains moving because he knows that Mac Jones won't be able to move too well against his defense, so he doesn't need to score 35. Just keep the chains moving, Josh, with Mr. Singletary. Another guy, just because the Raiders don't really have anyone else to go to, what with Waller not being 100%, Hunter Renfro is going to catch 10 balls and get 110 yards in a loss coming up at Cincinnati. But um, I don't think the props will represent truly what he's going to get. It'll probably be six and a half catches. I'd go over, even though I don't like that normally. This will be over. And uh, his yards will probably be somewhere around 80. Over. That's all for me. Uh, anything for shut the huck up. Go Titans. Or rest Titans. Yeah. No, no, Take rest it. Titans. Go Titans. Stay away from the COVID scene. Stay off Broadway. Bring Get back the Henry. King healthy. There you go. Get some tables. Light them on fire. It's going to be a big farvin Saturday night in Orchard Park. Uh, Josh, no laterals. Okay, this defense can do it with a normal game, man. Just take it easy. Keep it smooth. We'll see you for episode 117. Keep following. Keep sharing. We farvin love you. And play our game uh, with Storyteller Beer on officefootballpools.com. It'll probably just be called Hughes Talking or Look Who's Talking as the group name. I'll share it all on Instagram. Stay tuned. You can win free beer for a year. That's at least a case of tall boys every month. If you drink more than that, fucking relax. All right? It's February. Take a break. <laughs> Cheers, folks. Thanks a lot. I'm balling like the playoffs. I never take a day off. I know that this shit gon' pay off. This the shit that I was made for. I'm balling like the playoffs. I never take a day off. Man, I know this shit gon' pay off. The shit that I was made for And I'm ballin' like the playoffs So I never take a day off. I know that this shit gon' pay off. This the shit that I was made for I'm ballin' like the playoffs I can't see you haters, Rachel